this is Ian from the Paradigm Shift on Radio 4 Z in Brisbane. And Steve and I today are going to be talking with Zainab, who is from the Bahrain Australia Youth Movement. I'm going to just going to read out a press release that was issued on the 7th of November of this year, 2012, by that youth movement, and then go to the interview with Zainab and get her comments on what this is actually saying. Today the Bahrain Australia Youth Movement condemns the Bahraini regime who announced yesterday that 31 Bahraini human rights activists had their national citizenship revoked as a result of their political activities. This included one Bahraini activist in Melbourne, Saeed Alawi Albaladi, who fled persecution in Bahrain in 1997. The 31 targeted individuals include both Bahraini activists inside and outside Bahrain, as well as two former parliamentarians of the primary opposition party, Al-Wafak. One of the activists targeted had this to say, I have been targeted because of my political opinions. I'm active on Twitter and Facebook, and I've been interviewed by SBS Radio. The regime is sending a message that anyone who is anti-government will not only have their rights taken away from them, but also their nationality, Alawi Al-Baladi said yesterday. Now I'm going to go to Zanab and listen to her comments on this particular situation that has arisen with the Bahrain uh, regime clamping down on some of the political activists in that country. Zanab begins by relating what this move by the regime yesterday in targeting those 31 political activists, the kind of message that the regime is trying to convey to people outside Bahrain. A message to activists in worldwide, in Australia, in London, in the United States, that you have to be careful. Don't do interviews with channels, don't do interviews with radios and with media outlets because you will be the next who will be targeted. So um, I think the Bahraini government or Bahraini regime actually um, um, is taking a very intensifying uh, step to um, hinder the political activities in outside Bahrain. Well, Zainab, uh, Stephen speaking here, um, and I was just wondering, what sorts of things are the Bahraini activists calling for? Um, our demand is just about basic human rights. The pro-democracy movement in Bahrain is demanding democracy, elected government, freedom of expression, economic and political reforms, elimination of poverty and discrim- discrimination of Shia majority of Bahrain. So we actually demand the human rights, um, basic human rights. And in Australia, our demand is... Um, we demand the Australian government to put pressure on Bahraini government. Uh, we demand the Department of Immigration to give visa to Bahraini activists in Bahrain so they will be able to flee the persecution. Uh, we are demanding the federal parliament to pass motions to, to condemn the human rights violations in Bahrain. Actually, we are demanding the media outlets as well uh, not to neglect the struggle in Bahrain, like while they are focusing on struggle on in, in Syria and in uh, Libya, they in purpose neglect the struggle in Bahrain. So really we are demanding the media outlets to focus on what's going on. Uh, we are demanding human rights organizations in Australia to uh, express their solidarity, um, uh, to write um, motions or to write statements against the human rights violations. 
Yes, I, I believe that the Bahraini youth movement has been lobbying um, various state politicians, and I was wondering whether you know whether you're getting good support from them, and what kind of um, of action or support that you're getting from institutions like the Australian Parliament. Well, actually, the New South Wales Parliament um, passed a motion criticizing the human rights violations in Bahrain, which is amazingly good. So we are demanding the other parliaments in other states to take the same step. Actually, we are demanding the federal parliament to take this, the, the, the same step as well. Uh, we are demanding, for example, the trade unions to express their solidarity, to send... Um, letters, emails to Bahraini authorities to demand them to um, not to dismiss workers in Bahrain because of their political activities. So mainly we are demanding um, solidarity, just solidarity, just express that you are with us and uh, talk with our government and put pressure on our government. Zinab, uh, what has the regime been doing to try to silence its critics in Bahrain? Well, um, they actually arrest people. Um, tortured them and some of them killed under torture in jail. We have uh, bloggers, journalists uh, who have been killed because of their opinion in jails. Um, security forces now, while I'm talking with you, are raiding houses in villages in Bahrain just to arrest people, to arrest civilians in their homes. So, um, and they, they uh, track down very heavily on peaceful protesters. They use uh, tear gas, um, live ammunition. We've read that mercenaries are being used by the regime in Bahrain. Uh, is that true? Do you know anything about this? Well, that's the problem. That's the problem. Like, uh, the Bahraini government, while is taking the nationalities of indigenous, indigenous people and native people, they are giving nationalities to people from Pakistan, India, Jordan, Yemen. They brought them up to, to Bahrain. They give them nationality. They employ them in the uh, national forces or in Ministry of Interior to crack down on peaceful people. And um, actually, the Bahraini government is using the sectarian card. They bring down uh, mercenaries from Sunni sect of Islam to crack down on Shia protesters. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very awful. Uh, Zinab, mm -hmm. what, what have activists in Bahrain been doing to try to counter the government's repressive measures? Have they been, how have they been trying to fight back? Well, actually, if we are talking about opposition, we are talking about three parts of opposition. We have the February 14 Youth Coalition. They are um, organizing peaceful protests in Bahrain. Um, they organized a strike before, but unfortunately it failed because, uh, because the Bahraini government dismissed workers from their jobs. Well, sometimes they burn tires in the streets just to get attention and to get the, the media outlets attention. Sometimes they call to occupy some streets just to say, well, we are here and you have to listen to us and even if you kill us and crack down on us, we will continue struggling.
against you. Mainly what, what people of Bahrain is doing that they, they try to, to be very active on uh, social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, and they usually write not by their names but by nicknames uh, so they, they can, you know, avoid um, the persecution of the Bahraini regime. Um, actually, some, some of activists fled the country and they went to to Australia, to United Kingdom, to, to US, uh, and they do interviews with the media outlets there just to, you know, it's like to put pressure on the Bahraini government. Actually, activists in Bahrain, and like in my opinion, unfortunately, they didn't disrupt their way of protesting. Um, all what they are doing is protesting on the streets, uh, protesting on the, the capital, Manama, but other than this, they haven't developed their ways to protest against this regime, this brutal regime. Yes, and so the government um, are they um, are they actually acting within their own laws, however repressive those may, might be, or are they getting more desperate and um, are sort of? Um, you mean the the government itself? Yes, so. So are they getting rid of people by enacting repressive laws, uh, or are they just going all out and um, striking people every way they can? Well, and, and yes, I got your question. Unfortunately, there is no global and international pressure on the Bahraini government to get some compromises or to do some reforms. Uh, the United States, for example, is supporting the uh, Bahraini regime because we are an oil-rich country. We have the fifth American fleet. Um, so actually, um, our government is very strong ally to the United States. Um, the Gulf state, actually, uh, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, supporting the Bahraini government by arms and by weapons. So the Bahraini regime feels like they are comfortable. Um, there is no pressure on them, so they are free to do whatever they can do. Also, there is no media coverage, so there is no pressure. Um, if you see now what's going on in Syria or in, or in Libya, for example, you will see every media outlet around the world focusing on what's going on in Syria. Okay, what's about Bahrain? Why you don't focus in Bahrain? That's why the Bahraini regime don't feel they are under pressure. So why they are going to compromise or why they are going to start reforms? Sorry, I was just going to ask, why do you think there hasn't been a lot of media coverage uh, internationally about what's going in in Bahrain? Well, well um, you can't say a specific reason, but um, as a media person, I can tell you that um, global media outlets take the news from, um, from American media outlets and Arab media outlets, right? Like um, uh, ABC, for example, or CNN or BBC take their footage mainly from Al Jazeera Channel. Okay, Al Jazeera Channel is financed and supported and supported by the uh, Emir of Qatar. The Emir of Qatar is an ally to Bahraini regime. So that's why we cannot get a media coverage. Al Jazeera Channel, for example, the main media outlet in the Middle East is purposely neglecting the struggle in Bahrain. That's why the media outlets around the world don't know actually what's going on. And in terms of the, the American media outlets, um, like uh, CNN, for example, they purposely um, neglecting also what's going on because um, the, the, the United States is a strong ally to government and they don't want to lose their interests.
How are activists trying to get the media's attention? Are they trying to get international media attention? Well, um, they are doing their best, actually, in Bahrain. Like, uh, they are very active on, on social media. They, they put their, uh, their, their fightings or their struggle or their demonstrations on YouTube. They contact media outlets. Actually, every activist in Bahrain is a media person because they, they film, they send what they film, they write about what they film, and they, they contact journalists directly um, outside Bahrain. So uh, I think, in my opinion, they are doing their best. Just moving on a little bit, uh, we've heard that people who are so, so emigres from Bahrain have had, uh, some of them have had their nationality revoked by the Bahraini regime. Um, have you heard about this and, and what do you feel about it? Well, I feel I'm targeted now because I'm talking with you. <laughs> because, um, you know, mainly... Uh, activists outside Bahrain, they are the ones who have been targeted. Um, and people who are in Bahrain are from Persian roots because um, the Bahraini government want to say, well, they are Iranians, they are not Bahrainis, they don't deserve the nationality. Anyway, let's talk about activists outside Bahrain. They have been playing a very strong role against the government. And uh, their role actually scared the government. That's why they want to hinder them. They want to crack down on them. And, you know, they are outside, so they cannot arrest them. They cannot subject them to torture. They cannot kill them. So what they can do, they can't strip them from their nationalities. And um, to be honest with you, I think being being arrested or tortured is easier than uh, being stripped of your nationality because you know, if you are outside now and you feel homesick and you want to go back to your country and you feel you cannot go back, you, you cannot go to your family, you cannot see your children again, this is, this is a very strong tool that the government is provoking for activists. This is the paradigm shift. It's 20 minutes to one on Radio 4 Z, and we're talking here with Zinab, who is... Um, a member of the Bahrain Australia Youth Movement and we're talking about the repression that has been going on in Bahrain now for quite some time against the democratic opposition. Now, the question that I'd like to put to you, Zainab, is that I'd like you, to, first of all, to comment on the, the fact that the opposition movements in both Libya and Syria, they claim to have a moral superiority over the al-Gaddafi and al-Assad regime. But in the end, they proved to be just as immoral as the regimes that they were trying to remove. And I'd like you to comment on that. Yes, actually, um, the people of Bahrain or pro-democracy movement in Bahrain is not being supported by outsiders or by foreigners. But when you see what's going on in Syria, for example, Qatar... Saudi Arabia, the United States, Israel is supporting the, the rebels and fighters by arms, by weapons, supporting them directly in front of everyone in, in the world. Okay, but people of Bahrain are very, very, very peaceful. And, um, and, the, and the opposition keeps saying that you are a peaceful movement. We want just democracy. We don't want anything other than that. We want to elect our government. Like, for example, the Prime Minister of Bahrain has been in power for 40 years. For 40 years. Can you imagine that? We just want democracy. We, uh, and we refuse 
any any uh, support from outside. Actually, there is no uh, support from outside, but if there will be, we will refuse it because we are Bahraini people, we are the indigenous people of this country, and we want to determine our determination and future. We don't want anyone to interfere. Under the uh, pretext of giving a no-fly zone over Libya, the US and then NATO began bombing the, um, mm-hmm. the the Libyan and mm-hmm. um, and and we we saw from the sidelines Al Jazeera actually urging on the opposition that was then centred in uh, Benghazi, mm-hmm. but but still the Al Gaddafi regime managed to withstand uh, that attack. But from my point of view, a telling moment was when the the forces of Qatar actually. The armed forces moved into Libya and began fighting against the Gaddafi regime. Now, I think a similar thing is happening in your own country, where you've had, you know, the 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 Emir of Qatar is obviously supporting the regime in Bahrain, and they've sent in troops. How how do you how do you fight that level of of opposition to your movement? Well, I think um, we are part of an international game. Like, um, uh, why the NATO is supporting uh, rebels in Libya, and why now all the world and the Security Council and the world in the United Nations is calling for freedom in Syria? Why is that? Uh, because they don't like, for example, the president of uh, Syria, Bashar al-Assad. We we don't like to, like him either. We consider him as a dictator. But why you are against? the Bashar al-Assad regime, and you are with al-Khalifa regime in Bahrain because of the international interest, because of the powerful country's interest. So actually, I think we are a part of a big international game. That's why I think we cannot determine our our future or our, or our uh, you know, destiny because it's in their hands, actually. It's not in our hands. Like, if, if people in Syria now or if rebels of Syria now are not supported by those powerful countries, do you think they will uh, be able to stand to, to, to move forward or to achieve their demands? I don't think so. Uh, it's, it's the same thing happening in, in Bahrain. Like, so I, I think we are, um, I think we are um, a part of um, an international game. Well, look, a very sad thing happened in Syria, of course, is that the external forces um, that you have been talking about, they, in Syria, it was it started out similar to what has happened in Bahrain in that there were people who were demonstrating and those people were arrested and they were tortured by the al-Assad regime. But then the conflict was stepped up by virtue of the opposition groups within Syria were then armed and that decision made by whoever made that decision, that escalated the conflict to such a, a level that all we're seeing now in Syria is a civil war on the level of the civil war that we saw in Lebanon for 30 years. So how, how does the Bahraini opposition deal with that scenario where they're up against a very vicious regime that is killed over 100 people, they are unarmed, how do they actually mobilise world opinion in their favour and mobilise the people of the region in their favour? 
Well, actually, yes. Um, as you said, that there is a civilian war now in Syria. That's why the opposition of Bahrain. We have actually two parts of the opposition. Have February 14 escalation, who are demanding the absolute downfall of the government, the regime, and we have the opposition organizations or parties who just demand reform. Uh, they demand just reform because they say if we uh, get rid of the Al Khalifa regime we will have a civilian war between Shia and Sunni. That's why they are just demanding um, nearly reforms. While um, civilian fortune escalation uh, don't want to compromise, they just want the downfall of the, of the regime. Uh, just, uh, so I think, I think um, as you said, like, um, civil wars um, occurred now in Syria, and it could, it could occur in, in Bahrain if... Um, Al Khalifa regime fell down because we have uh, Shia majority and we have Sunni minority. So this this scenario is likely to happen in Bahrain as well. But Bahraini people or Bahraini uh, opposition always emphasize that um, our demand is not sectarian, our demands are civilians. We want freedom and democracy for every people, regardless of their religion and political. Um, activities or belong. Oh, that, that was an interesting sound, wasn't it? Uh, uh, look, thank you very much, Zinav. It's been a very short notice that we've asked you to do this. Uh, I was wondering whether there's anything you wish to add to what you've said before we go. Well, you know, when it comes, when it comes to Bahrain, um, I can't be optimistic because, as I told you, we are a part of um, an international uh, will. If the powerful countries in the region want democracy to happen in Bahrain, to see democracy and change and reform will happen. If they don't want that, that will not happen. Uh, but I would say we will continue our struggle against this dictatorship and whether they strip our nationalities or whether they arrest or kill us, we will not stop because we, we believe in our demands and in our principles. I was interested earlier in an answer to a question put to you by Steve, that you said that you were looking towards trade unions uh, in Australia to help. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that on the press release that you issued, it says the Bahrain Australia Youth Movement will address the annual Labor Start Global Solidarity Conference in Sydney at the end of November to raise the crisis in Bahrain to the international trade union movement. Do you have any more information about that um, that conference that people can look towards? And maybe Labor Start, I know, is a very good online ser- source of trade union information. Well, yes. the, the, organizing is, the organizing is on progress, actually. And we will announce every development on our website or on our uh, on our Facebook page, which is uh, Bahraini Australian Youth Movement. Uh, so you can just look up in, in, in Facebook, and we will put um, the, the latest news. Actually, yes, uh, we are at, um, so happy to work with the trade unions because until now, until now, I'm certain with you that there are some workers who have been dismissed from their jobs just because they have expressed their political opinion or activities or just because they participated somehow in the revolution. 
So we need uh, to support the, uh, the trade union. We will post uh, every latest news and progress on it on our Facebook page. I'd just like to thank um, from both Steve and myself, that Zinab, I know that when people like yourself come and speak out that there are always consequences um, down the track and i just like to say to you, you know, give you my thanks for coming out and speaking out so strongly on behalf of democracy and the movement in Bahrain and we wish you well. Well, thank you, thank you very much. Like, I, I really, I understood your question very well because uh, the, um, like your voice where Cutting off some time and here in Sydney we had a very heavy rating, so sometimes it stopped me from uh. hearing you very well. So I really hope that our message uh, has been delivered to Australian people. If only we had some rain up here. Uh, my garden has gone completely dry. Nothing will grow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, it's so heavy raining. It's thunderstorm. So we're actually going yeah. to we're going to play. Well, we're going to play a pretty rainy Sunday kind of song now by Billie Holiday. Yeah, we need it, yeah. Well, say goodbye now, and I hope to talk again with you soon. Hopefully. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. My hours are slumberless Dear is the shadows I live with the numberless Little white flowers Will never awaken you Not where the black coat Of sorrow has taken you Angels have no thought of ever returning you. Would they be angry if I thought of joining you? Gloomy Shadows, I spend it all. My heart and I have decided to end it all. Soon there'll be candles and prayers that are said, I know. Let them not weep, let them know that I'm glad to go. Death is no dream, for in death I'm caressing you. With the last breath of my soul, I'll be blessing you. I find you asleep 
in the deep of my heart, darling, I hope that my dream never haunted you. My heart is telling you how much I want. 